All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me. I'm Matt Allen, the CEO and co-founder of Different Kind. This is episode one of the podcast, Kind of Different, where we meet with industry leaders, uh, clinicians, and patients to talk about how we can innovate in dental care, connect with some of those amazing guests, and make dental care more human. I'm super, super pumped to have somebody that I feel like I've known for a long time. Uh, we've met in person once, but it feels like we've been best friends for a long time. Uh, Melissa Turner with me today, hygienist extraordinaire. Uh, Melissa, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Matt, thank you. I am thrilled to be here and kudos to like, yeah, seriously meeting in person one time and it's like WTF, like how long have we, how long have we known each other? I feel like there's, there's very few people like that in dentistry that it happens to, but it does happen where it's like, oh dude, okay, we're just chill. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. We know, we know. Yeah. There's, there's lots, lots of overlap. So hopefully we'll talk maybe a little bit about that today in, in some of the connection section, but uh, yeah, for those of you who are new to listening, um, we have three sections now. Let Melissa introduce herself here. We, we talk about innovation. We connect, we like just hear about people because there's so much value in that. Right. And then we talk about how we can make dental care more human. So before we jump into that, Melissa, um, tell us a little bit about your career and your job because you, your jobs, plural, because you do a lot of different mm -hmm. things. So just you know, for the listeners, like give us a quick, quick overview of that. Yeah. Okay. So each year, I think I'm going to cut back on what I'm doing and that never works. That never works. So Melissa Turner, um, affectionately known as the tooth girl on Instagram, uh, Instagram's where it's at. It's not TikTok. It's Instagram these days, maybe LinkedIn a little bit, but I am a, I am a hygienist though. I haven't worked clinically for a very long time, mostly since I have two little babies at home. They're not babies anymore. You know, they're kind of at the stage where they have the mixed dentition and like, you don't really know who they are, but you kind of know who they are. Super awkward. So I've yeah. been, I've been at home caring for them. Yes. Super awkward. Yeah. My, my oldest, she's seven. She just got braces last week. And so she also has an expander. So she's now talking kind of funny and it's just, it's just kind of cute, but it also, it's bringing back bad memories from when I had an expander. Totally. <laughs> I digress. Yes. I love it. Uh, but I am, I am a hygienist. Um, right now I wear so many hats and it's kind of fun. Um, I'm chief hygiene officer for Celerant Consulting Group. We are an incubator and accelerator for dental brands. So think Patterson Dental, think ADA, BNR, you know, you name it, you know, we've probably worked with them. Um, I also branch within dentistry, National Mobile and Teledentistry Conference, and then we have a nonprofit uh, arm of the and that's the Denobi Awards Gala, which is a brand new awards program in dentistry. Um, and, you know, there's, there's lots of other things I do, some consulting and things like that. But, but the, um, the bottom line is everything I do. Hold on, Matt, can you still hear me? I know it was yeah, cutting I'm out. Good. Yep. No, you're good. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, the bottom line of everything I do is really to make dentistry a better place for not just the patient, but for the dental professional. And so Matt, I think that's why, you know, we connect so much because different kind is all about making dentistry more human. And that's exactly, exactly parallels with, with what I'm doing. So, 
kudos to you for doing that. And I love the name of the podcast, kind of different. I love that because I, I feel like there's a group of us in dentistry who always feel kind of different. Ah. And I'm right there with you on that one. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, great. I'm glad to hear that. That's that's awesome feedback. Thanks. Thank you for that. And yeah, just again, thanks for taking the time to join us today. So one of the goals of the podcast is to be relatively short. So uh, we are going to try to keep this, you know, to 15 minutes or so, Melissa and I, we could talk all day long. We will off offline, but uh, here we're going to chat for a short amount of time. So we're going to talk about innovation yourself a little bit and making dental care more human. Which of those categories would you like to start with in a true choose your own adventure style, you know, motivational interviewing informed? Uh, what would you like to start with? I love choices. So let's definitely go with innovation. Okay. Let's do that. I mean, right. I can talk about me all day long. I won't deny, but let's, let's talk about innovation. Starting off with innovation. Okay, cool. Well, okay. So I have a couple of questions for you there. So the first question that I have, I love this question because I feel like it's fun to suspend reality. We all live in reality, but it's fun to suspend reality and like be really creative. So if you could wake up tomorrow and just really like wave a magic wand, change one thing about dental care, what would it be? Like, what's that one thing where you would just be like, bam, thing solved, problem over. Does it really have to be just one thing? I, I mean, you could give us a top three. That would be fine okay. too, whatever, whatever okay. you think. Well, let's think here. One thing, the one thing, okay, mindset. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest change I want to see in that mindset is um, for us to, to see what we can do to take our services to the patient and kind of eliminate the mindset of, oh, I'm just gonna sit here in my office and see who walks through my front door. Um, to me, that is, is one of the, the biggest mindset changes I, I wish that we could have in dentistry. You know, it's, it's, I mean, you got marketing going into that. You know, if we can go, I mean, I'm a millennial. If, I, if somebody can come to me, to give me my library books, which happens here in Portland or, you know, food delivery or anything like, obviously that's what I want because this is who I am, especially yeah. after COVID. So the one thing I would like to change is the mindset of the dental professional. I want us to realize that we can take our care to the patients, not just them come back. Perfect. I love that. And I, and I also feel like you could apply that mindset to like a lot of different things, right? Like, hey, we've kind of had this historical way of thinking about care has to be in four walls. We can move beyond that, right? But you probably can think of lots of awesome other ways that we can change, use that mindset change to bring innovation to, to whatever we're doing. Yeah, and it, you know, it's not just, it's not just having to walk outside of the four walls of the traditional office. It's it's the virtual care on the phone. It's it's the apps. It's the AI that's coming down the line. It's it's the innovation and technology that I mean that if there's anything happy that keeps me up at night, it's that. It's the innovation. It's the technology that's that's going to help uh, help us be more efficient and more effective in in providing dental care. So that's. That's yeah, that, that is actually what keeps me up at night. Like yeah, I have these good worries, <laughs> but then the happy things is that, yeah. Perfect. I love it. Mindset change. Let's get, let's get outside of that uh, traditional, Hey, care has to happen in this office. I love it. Um, so you're working on a lot of different things in the innovation space and, and doing lots of different things you have, you have, you know, are, are working in lots of spots. Um, what are you most excited to be working on? Right? Like, what's one thing where you're like, Hey, I just, I'm absolutely loving this and I'm super pumped about what it's going to, you know, going to bring? Yeah. I think, I think with that, with that question, it's, it's going to be, um, not one specific project, mm -hmm. but instead, you know, over, over the last decade, I've, 
it's, I've had the privilege really of working with a lot of startups and even a lot of mature companies. And um, these are brands that are either inside of dentistry and want to reach new, you know, verticals in there, like the hygiene market or, or just want more brand awareness, or these are brands that are outside of dentistry and are, are seeing innovation, seeing this, this space and the need for innovation inside of dentistry. And, and um, they need their foot in the door. And so they come mm -hmm. to me to help kind of help that move that along, get them in the dental journals, get them on social, get them connecting to the dental professionals. And so I think if there's one thing that I'm excited for right now, it's that really the opportunities are endless. When I look at, look at there's, there's a lot of eyes on dentistry right now mm -hmm. in the startup world with, you know, seed funding with, with outside, with angel, like there's so many eyes on dentistry and, and I feel like, um, I feel like because of that, we're, we're going to be seeing huge changes for good and for bad, probably, you know, in the next 48 months. And a lot of that's thanks to COVID, right? But a lot of that's even just, it was on its way anyway. Too. Totally. Yeah. It feels like that, that like, uh, kind of, Hey, that there's this opportunity over here, right? This like undercapitalized, under you know uh, appreciated space historically, maybe that is kind of having its, or or is going to have its time in the limelight, you know, hopefully soon, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, one of the things I've I've lived and worked all over the United States, and that's that's a big part of my journey. I've worked clinically in many many dental practices, and what I've what I've realized related to this topic is that you know, as, and you know, this as a dentist, you know, as majority of dental practices are owned by the primary clinician are owned by the dentist. And so when we look at dentistry, you know, when we step back and look at the big picture of it, there is so much need for innovation because we're kind of behind the times right now, you know, we're, we're, we like to innovate, but we, we can't get there. And I, I think a lot of the reason is because, and you'll have to tell me, I would love to hear your opinion on this. I think a lot of the reason is because, you know, the dental practice owner spends most of his or her time in the chair, in the clinical chair. Mm -hmm. And so when is there space to work on the business, to innovate, to adapt the new innovations that come along? Like there, there's very minimal space for that to happen, but I think that'll be changing in the future too. I, I think so. Yeah. I, think, I hope so. I, I think, I think you're right. Um, and, and thanks to people like you, right? Like you're able to do that and you're able to bring that to, to people who are looking to do that. So I love it. Um, well, you mentioned kind of living across the country. I love that part of your story. Um, so, so much good there. So if you get a chance to meet Melissa and she can tell you a little bit more of that journey, please ask her about that fascinating stuff. I love it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about yourself. Like you, you just kind of shared something maybe that a lot of people don't know. Um, but one of the things in the, in the kind of connection section, right, if we're moving on to that, um, you know, is just, Hey, like what's something about you that you think is really important to you that not a lot of people know about where you're like, or, I mean, not a lot of people in the dental world, right? Like, let's say that might be listening to this podcast. What's something you're like, Hey, this is something that's like core to who I am. You've mentioned your girls already. Tell us something that, that, you know, is, is really valuable to you that not a lot of people in the dental world know. Oh my gosh. Well, I think, I think I'll say this because yesterday, so I, I live in Portland, Oregon, right? So it's like, we're in this middle of three months of just clouds and kind of this misty rain. So I'm going to say this because yesterday we had our first day of sun and it was like 55 degrees and everybody was out. So I was out in my yard gardening. So something that people don't know about me is that I basically grew up on a farm and now I live, you know, inner city, Portland, Oregon. And 
you know, I have a little plot of land, just a little teeny tiny. I mean, I can like step from one side to the other, but like gardening is where my heart is. Like if I can grow my own food, that's amazing. And tomato season is, is my favorite time of year. So, okay. so that's, that's, uh, that's the little known fact about the tooth girl here. I love it. I love it. Tomato season for you gardening. Uh, do you have like a specific thing where like when, when the garden's like really popping off, like one thing where you're like, Hey, this is, I love to make this after afterwards, you have like one specific dish that comes out of your garden that you're like always pumped on. Yeah. And it's not a dish though. Cause who has time to cook, but, uh, my family and I are, are we don't really eat meat. And so, okay. um, so the biggest thing that we live off of, and this is, you know, my husband, my girls, we all just do this. We love just a simple tomato sandwich. You got to get like the good sourdough bread, either homemade, who has time for that, but <laughs> good crusty bread, right. And a really thick slice of tomato and then salt and pepper and lots of mayonnaise and not, not the, uh, not the, like the low fat kind of mayonnaise, like the real stuff. You got to get the real stuff. In the real deal. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I would yeah. probably put some like mozzarella on that, like some like fresh mozzarella too. That would be like my, you know, deal and some, some basil, but Hey, I, I, I'm there. I'm here for it. Like your, your tomato sandwich. I'm, I'm here for it as well. So I love tomato season too. Every day, all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, okay. So one of the things, right, like you have uh, this, we all have like our own, even though we're in the dental world, we all have our own experiences as patients. Um, and so just to kind of like get a glimpse into that of like how you think about healthcare from the patient perspective, um, tell us about like one of your most formative experiences as a patient. So it doesn't have to be in dental, could be if, it, if, it, if that's, you know, formative for you, um, but medical dental, like what's one thing that's really shaped your perception of, of care from the patient perspective? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for me, this, this comes into play as a mother, as a mother who does not have time to take her kids to her, the, their appointments, right? I don't have time. I just don't have time, right? Um, <laughs> one of the most important things that happened <laughs> that happened over COVID was uh, we, we moved to Portland a couple of years ago, really. And so we've, we've been looking for a new healthcare provider. Um, and so we found one and and there was a time where one of my kids got really sick. And so we were, um, we were, you know, in constant communication with the healthcare provider. And honestly, it's, there was a moment where, um, I had logged into the patient portal and I was pulling up the x-rays and the cat scans and, and things of my kid. And I realized I just had this light bulb moment. I was like, well, why doesn't dentistry do this? And some of us are in dentistry, but why doesn't dentistry allow the patient to have access uh, to their own records, to their radiographs, to their, to the actual chart? You know, it's, it's transparency. It's what's coming down the road. Oh. And, you know, my, my child is fine. We were thinking it was COVID or something, right. But it, she's fine. Um, but my, my point was, you know, there's so much in dentistry that, that we can change that we can make better for mm. the patient. And so as a patient and that, that situation, I was really thankful for the transparency and the healthcare records because I could go in and see what they were writing. I could see exactly, there was no mystery, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I could go in and, and diagnose my own diagnoses from, yeah. from what I was seeing. And it was, it was a comforting situation to have access to that. Man, that's, I love that last day. It was a comforting situation, right? I think we all need to remember those, those moments as patients, right? Where it's like, what comforted me here? And how can I like bring more of that to, to the space in which we operate? So I love that you're doing that. And I love that story. It's great. Um, thanks for sharing.
You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been having on that like topic, and this is not for our 15 minutes, right? But I've been having a lot of, of conversations with people about what Web3 means for like patient, you know, ownership of their own data, you know, their own records and all of that stuff, right? And I think that that's a fascinating, and I don't understand Web3 like I should, nor, nor do I think that's a common theme, right? Like no one really understands it quite yet. Um, but I think there's a lot there that uh, hopefully is coming down the pike as well. So I'm yeah, excited about that. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we move on though, I wanted to show you something I got in the mail. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> Fancy mug. Fancy mug. Fancy mug. I love it. Well, hey, you live in Portland. Like you live in, I like to call Portland coffee Disneyland because it's kind of like, you know, hey, anywhere that I go is just really going to be excellent and make me happy uh, when it comes to coffee. So I was like, well, you got you to gotta have another mug. You can't have enough probably there. So no, no. Same with whiskey or beer. Oof. I might put beer in this later. So. There you go. Exactly. Hey, I live in Colorado. Beer is great here too. So hey, we, 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 Portland and Colorado share that connection for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So let's move on to making dental care more human. Um, so to me, this, uh, this whole idea, right, is just that like, hey, how do we take some of the innovation that's happening and how do we uh, remember the fact that healthcare will always be some sort of trust relationship between a healthcare provider and a, and a patient, right? There's some sort of relationship that matters there. And, and how do we do that well and authentically? And so one of the questions that I kind of wanted to ask you here was when you think about what like patient experience in general, right? So just like how patients experience the current dental care system, what's one factor that you think is like really important um, that maybe is existing now, but overlooked? Like what's something that you think people just don't pay enough attention to and should pay attention to more when it comes to patient experience? Yeah, definitely. Easy, easy answer for that one. As a dental professional, you know, we often forget how vulnerable the patient feels in our chair. Mm. I mean, like, like, so I, I often think about, you know, when, when I want to put myself in the patient's shoes, I often think about when have I felt my most vulnerable, you know, and like, this is, and then this is how the patient feels when they come in. And we often, you know, working clinically day in and day out, we just forget it because we get used to it. But the patient is, is living out of fear when they come in through our doors. And even the ones that love us, there's still a fear of, of okay, how much is this going to cost? Am I going to find another cavity? Like, am I doing something wrong? And could I have prevented this, you know, $5,000 worth of work that needs to be in my mouth? So I think the biggest thing that's overlooked is, is really that we forget that our patients are living in fear mm. when we are relating to them. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it too, right now, post COVID is we, we don't have as much time to connect with our patients because we were masked up the entire time. And so we feel like we might connect with them because we see their full face, right? But they, they never get to see our full face. And so that's a, that's a very difficult thing when you're talking about vulnerability and when you're mm -hmm. talking about, you know, trying to connect with patients to build that trust, you know, yeah. that mask, it's blocks a lot. Yeah. Totally. Man, I, that idea of like, being fearful of coming in, right? A lot of times I'll like talk about that as like the kind of like fingers crossed, like just hoping, right? Like, and you know, I think dentistry is like pretty unique. Like not too many like people go into the primary care physicians be crossing their fingers. Like, I hope I don't have diabetes today, right? Um, so I, I think that I, I love that because I think that there's a huge way that we can work as professionals to change that so that people aren't coming in fingers crossed, right? Um, feels so, so important, right? Like recognizing and having empathy in our current situation for that and working to make that a situation that doesn't exist. That's right, that's right. It'll I come, it. I know these things are coming. It's just gonna take some time and some effort to change mindsets, yeah. 
There you go. Like you said at the beginning, I love it. So Melissa, if people want to connect with you, want to find you online, want to learn more about you and your work, tell us a little bit where they can find you. Give us the social details, give us your website, whatever, whatever you might want to share to, to be able to allow people to connect with you if they want to hear more. Sure. So easiest thing is to find me on Instagram at the tooth girl. You can also connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Melissa Turner, Melissa K Turner. I have a website too, melissaKturner.com um, with a contact form there. So any of those ways are easily accessible and will give you direct access to me. Awesome. Well, I am so grateful that you have joined us for the inaugural episode. Couldn't, it couldn't have like been worked out better just in terms of someone who really kicked off our podcast kind of different with fun energy and just, you know, someone who I really enjoy talking to. So thank you for taking the time. Uh, we really appreciate it and, um, look forward to seeing you in person where we can meet for time number two, uh, in person again in the relatively near future. Thanks, Melissa. There we go. Thank you, Matt.